Welcome to Ask a Broker, episode 20. I'm your host, Scott Peckford. This is the show where I take questions from the Isle of Mortgage Broking Facebook group or that we get emailed and asked. And sometimes I'll bring out on a guest expert. Sometimes I tackle them solo. Either way, the goal is to help you in your broker business. Today, I'm actually taking a clip from Broker Talks. Mark Good was one of our speakers at our live event that we do once a year. We do a series of events called Broker Talks. And Mark was taking some questions on how to handle the appraisal, like who pays for the appraisal and how does he make sure that he doesn't get burned. And then the second thing is he shares on on how he estimates payout penalties, the tools and stuff that he uses. I think you're going to enjoy this. So check it out. Before I get started, I want to thank today's sponsor. Ask a Broker is sponsored by Lendesk. Lendesk is a mortgage technology company based out of Vancouver that has built an origination platform specifically for Canadian brokers. Lendesk removes the headache of assembling an application with your client. Think of it as the ultimate CRM and deal management tool. They're pre-launch and I'm helping them refine the platform and I can tell you it looks awesome. If you'd like to get early access with me, check out Lendesk.com to stay in the loop. As for the cost, let's just say it's going to be an easy decision. one of those two things that would be awesome and my question while you guys are thinking about this and putting your hands up I want to ask Mark about the appraisal system that you use so it sounds like when people come in and there's an appraisal required you make them take out their credit card if I'm correct you hit their credit card for the amount and then when the mortgage funds you reimburse them correct and then do you just use that square account to dump the money back onto their credit card or do you write them a check or how do you do that yeah so basically you know we want to obviously reimburse them if they're a good client or they're they're a client that's uh, you know a large mortgage or we're in a really competitive situation not every single one um, do we actually pay for you know if they're a brand new client and we're giving a great rate uh, we'll swipe the card they pay for the appraisal and it goes through the ones that we're reimbursing I reimburse them obviously after closing I want to make sure the deal obviously goes through if they don't do the deal then they've obviously paid for it and that's why I have the credit card because I have the money obviously up front for it so we basically what we'll do is we can't actually refund on the credit card uh, for them so what we actually end up doing we'll, we'll cut a check but Square is having the ability to be actually be able to do uh, refunds on the actual card as well. So right. We're well, cutting them a check because we want them to see the actual money coming. I don't want it to be hidden in the right. credit card and they're saying, hey, you didn't pay me. So we actually cut them a check with a thank you uh, on it as well. So there's something legit about pulling out your credit card. If you're in a mortgage meeting and you're like, Whoosh. it's like you're in. There's one thing to bring my documents, but there's a psychological thing that's happening when you have that credit card and it's, it's like, oh my gosh, like I'm like, it, 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 I bet you the commitment level, in my opinion, would it, it goes way up. Once they paid for an appraisal and they know they paid for an appraisal, usually the shopping process is over at that point. They know obviously that they're paying for the appraisal and we're going to have obviously access to that appraisal obviously on their behalf. And then I can tell if they're a shopper or obviously somebody that's really uh, wants the deal obviously. If they're bringing out their credit card paying for the appraisal, we pretty much know that deal is uh, in, and, in and going. Right. Okay. So questions, raise a hand, tables. We'd, we want to get some a little bit of discussion. Not for a long period. Go ahead. On your forms uh, regarding the payout closings and penalties, you, you referenced the rate hub. Is that for you to share with the group that that's a good calculator or do you share that with your clients? So on the form, on one of the forms that you had for payouts and yep. penalties for transferring mortgage or yep. refinancing, you you were referencing to RateHub, and I'm wondering if that's something you share with your client or oh, okay. just yeah, with Rate us, Hub. the group. What I use actually, I have that link on the very very bottom. Um, we use RateHub really really quickly actually to calculate their penalties. Okay, so that's the link directly for the Rate Hub. So that's for you guys to actually see where we're actually getting the actual penalty. A lot of times, if it's a, if it's a client that we're a lender that we're obviously dealing with, we'll actually call the lender and say, "Hey, we're you know looking at paying this out. We're 
possibly going back to you, or yeah, we're going back to you. The application number is here, it's in your system. I need to know what the actual payout or the penalty is exactly, and then I can actually punch that in. If we don't have that information, I can quickly go up on RateHub and say, hey, we expect your penalty to be about $3,200. I tell them that I've actually used a calculator to calculate their penalty, and it's approximately that we'll contact the lender, get the exact amount for them, but that's an approximate. Yeah. Hi, Mark. You've captured a lot of opportunities over your career, but what's been your biggest regret or missed opportunity? Not getting into the mortgage broker business sooner. Good answer. So, you know, I, uh, I have a family in the, in the brokering system. Obviously, you know, Don Stoddard. Uh, he was after me probably for 10 years to jump into the system uh, and, and, and start it. I would just wish I would have started it a lot earlier. Thank you for sharing, Mark. So I have a, in the spirit of sharing our different strategies and things that work for us in my marketplace, and this is just in my marketplace, so it's an observation. I don't think you're doing it wrong or anything, but I've found, I've been doing this for over 10 years, and I give the gift before closing because it has much more penetration. I, th I think post-closing is a lost opportunity. So just really briefly, what we do in our office, once the mortgage, it's usually on purchases, not so much refinances. So once the purchaser gets his uh, a commitment, hey, we're all inside, I send the gift immediately. It's a $35, $40 gamble. I do send it to the woman. I do send it to her workplace. If she works at the government and there's a bazillion different addresses, I send it to her home. And I find that, and I don't meet my clients, right? Very rarely meet one every six months. So for me particularly, if you're not meeting your clients, because I'm in a different community, I'm in the GTA, things happen very fast. It's not a really, it's not some of these smaller communities. So I do want to clarify this works for me. It may not work for you. But the point is that's a huge part of the glue with my relationship with these people. And you know what, do some of these deals not closed yeah but the closing ratio is extremely high and I think part of that process of giving taking the gamble on a 35 40 dollar gift chocolate basket with your card and all that up front uh, has a lot of penetration that's really good Peter told me that idea many years ago and so what we do in our office we call them commitment cookies which is we send out cookies at commitment and we just found a local baker they deliver them for us and it's like 25 bucks it's not that much money and they send them right to their office which has worked really good so we'll take one more question and then I want to ask Mark something about how to get the most value from today so any one last question hey Mark curious if you're meeting the client at the very end of the process Who's doing the selling to them up front to get them to meet with you? Where the client basically says, yeah, let's, let's move forward. Is that still you at the beginning or is that someone else? Um, typically, uh, we probably meet 90% of the people in my office. So we, we, you know, we like to meet them. We have a higher commitment level, obviously, when they come in to see us. Our business strategy was based on a third, a third, a third. So a third of actually, uh, we're getting new clients in from advertising, a third from realtors, and a third from our existing customers. That has switched a little bit. That was my goal originally when I first came into the business. Um, it switched a little bit. We're probably doing about 50% now on our, our existing customers there. So most half the customers automatically obviously know, you know, know me and know who I am. If they're coming in for the very first time, I actually step into the room when they're doing the application and meet with them, you know, and let them know that I'm there and, and, and thank them for obviously for coming in. Obviously I'm there, you know, we'll, we'll pick up the phone, we'll talk to them back and forth, obviously there. But we work as a team. I have no other agents in my office. We actually work as a team. We're all, all there working as a team for it. So there's numerous people that are actually doing that selling uh, as well as me uh, throughout the whole process for sure. Thank you for the question. So my question to Mark at the back was, so you come to these events, and I know Mark, in the, since you've been in the mortgage business, you've done lots of things to kind of learn and go pick up ideas from people, but the magic happens when you actually execute on something, right? Because you're going to write down a bunch of stuff. So Mark, give me the advice that you'd said to me at the back about how you would go to an event like this and make sure that you actually apply something. Yeah, like most of the events that we've been to, 
they have great ideas. The toughest part is implementing them. So that's the toughest part. And what I did was, you know, I, a local speaker that I, I talked to out of California, Darren Hardy, I took 34 pages of notes um, when I met with Darren, which is incredible. There's no way I'm going to be able to Im implement all of, all of those. So I actually broke it down and went through all the 34 pages and broke it down to the 10 top things that I thought I could actually implement and would actually would be, would be pretty good for me. Then I reorganized it, reprioritized the top three that I thought I could do within the next six months and then I prioritized again to be the top number one that'll drive business into my business within the next six months uh, and that's the one I focused on and, and implemented once I had that implemented then I actually would go back through them again and then refocus on those again and reprioritize them it might not be the two that were actually in the top three before it might have been something else down lower that became more pertinent now but I reorganize those and reprioritize those and the whole point of implementing is you can't do everything yourself so that's why we have you know uh, companies that we have take care of it for us so those gifts that actually go out to the homes actually I send them a list of the actual address and they actually uh, create that and actually pick them up and, and drive them directly there I used to drive them in the old days I used to drive them around myself uh, but obviously I can't do that so so we've changed that but you have to have people help you and you have to be able to get processes to implement we talked uh, real, real quick about Carrie about actually the slushies it got to a problem where if I was away uh, on a Saturday didn't show up with the slushies the kids were really upset so we had to put a process in where I had the city of Aurelia now take over that process for me they bill me at the end of the month and I actually pay, pay that for them but those are little things that you'll learn as you go but you have to get the processes down and you have to have people that actually can do it for you okay Mark is actually the mayor of Aurelia if you don't realize <laughs> <laughs> please join me in thanking Mark for your time so Matt's gonna come up and uh, let's go. Let's go.